0: Define success on your own terms, achieve it by your own rules, and build a life you're proud to live. That is a quote by Anne Sweeney. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from Trinamartin.com, is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 87. Are you a small or medium-sized business that has clients, customers, or employees in multiple locations and you need to stay connected with them? I want to help you. I work with small to medium-sized businesses to help them identify technical solutions so that they can stay connected to their remote clients, customers, and employees. If you're ready to use technical solutions to help you communicate better and work more efficiently, email me at Trinamartin.com. The topic of this week's episode is, you don't have to fit in with the boys. My guest this week is Julie Vouch. When Julie decided she needed to take her coaching business seriously, she hired a high-end coach and learned to market like a man. She doubled, then tripled her income in less than a year, but felt drained, uninspired, and restless. Urged by spirit, she embraced her essential womanness and birthed a new way, the art of of Feminine Marketing. Today, Julie teaches female coaches, teachers, and healers who are frustrated with traditional marketing, how to build six-figure businesses through the art of feminine marketing. Hi, Julie. Welcome to Trina Talk.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to chat with you. I'm
0: excited to have you here because you are a feminine marketing coach, and I've never come across anyone who have called themselves that, and that's probably why you are calling yourself that because <laughs> no one else does, um, but you do so many things. You are a coach, you're a speaker, but before we get into exactly what a feminine marketing coach is, tell us a little bit about you, about who you are, your journey, and what made you come to be the Mm. Julie that you are today?
1: Oh, thank you. That's such a great question. I'll try and condense it so this is not a three-hour podcast (laughs) Um, (laughs) because nobody wants that. Um, So um, I actually spent about 20 years in an abusive marriage. And when I left that marriage, I really felt broken. You know, I was really weak and I felt broken, and I didn't know how I was going to come back from that. So I took a series of personal development courses. And as I went through these courses and I regained my power and my strength, I decided that that's what I wanted to do for other women. I really wanted to empower them, but I had no idea, you know, what that meant or how I was going to do that. And, um, I just happened to discover the Coaches Training Institute, went to the first class, fell in love with coaching, and I thought, this is it. This is what I was going to do. And when I graduated from the Coaches Training Institute, um, after a pretty rigorous training program, I took a marketing class. And I was told in this marketing class that I needed to go find people's pain and I needed to make them hurt so badly that they would have no choice but but to hire me. And that, you know, if they didn't hire me, I should let them know how stupid they were and how their pain was just going to continue forever. And that just didn't sit right with my mission of empowering women, right? Wow. So I didn't market at all for a while. And I built my my business um, just around networking and word of mouth. Um, and then the housing market crashed everything here in California, well, across the country, but it really crashed where we are. And I, I was living with, um, the man who went on to become my, my second husband. We were in the middle of planning our wedding and his business was in that industry. And so it took his business with him, with it, when the market crashed And all of a sudden, I had to figure out how to make money. So I hired a coach, and I learned to market like a man. I learned how to do a launch. I I learned all the formulas. I learned how to ramp up, and I learned how to push myself doing 10-hour days, six days a week, because that's what you have to do to be an entrepreneur in the beginning. And it was exhilarating, but it was also exhausting. And I was on my way to my first six-figure year. I it was October. Um, I had already booked over 90000 in income. And I knew I was going to hit my first six-figure year that year when I was stopped at a stoplight and I got rear-ended. And it wasn't the first time he hit me. It was that second bump that mm. um, really messed up my back. And I couldn't work that way anymore. And I would get up and do a, a client call and then I'd lay on the couch on ice and I'd get up and do a client call and that would be it for the day. And I couldn't do any any of the stuff I'd been doing before. I couldn't do any of the marketing. I couldn't do anything because I was barely functioning and in a lot of pain. But in those spaces where I started to listen, this voice started to drop in and this voice said, there's a different way there's a better way for women. There's another way that really serves a woman's soul. And that's where the art of feminine marketing came from.
0: Wow. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, and it's funny that you um, break it down to the gender like that, because thinking about it now, all the quote unquote, you know, great marketing that we see or whatever, you do kind of think of the male being forceful and, and that perception that comes with it. So tell me about your journey, some of your, uh, besides the car accident, some of those successes and failures before you actually got to the point where you were like, okay, this is for me? Because I know at some point maybe you felt like, okay, is this really what I should be doing? Because I think all entrepreneurs, I think we all go through that like, oh man, is this this my purpose? How did you know that, you know, this was going to actually be what you were going to be doing?
1: You know, I think that we don't ever stop that questioning. I feel like there are places we come to, and, I, and business, first of all, business is the best personal development course there is in the whole world. Um, and so if you're going to be in business and successful, you're constantly growing yourself and evolving. And as that happens, you come to these places in your business where you have to stop and say, is this still who I am is this still serving who I'm serving, and I think there was a big place for me. I um, around the time the art of feminine marketing was coming. At the same time, I had been invited to join the group of six and seven figure business owners talking about the evolution of coaching and the self help industry um, because there there's some really great things about it, but there there were some things that aren't so great in our industry. And so we were talking about that and how we wanted to see this industry evolve. And um, for me at the time, my business was called kick-ass biz coaching and it was very forceful and my clients would come to me and I would do um, with them this inner spiritual work that clears the way for them to be able to go out into the world and actually put in place strategy and formulas and things like that. But I never talked about it. And I was sure that if I talked about it, I would just crash my whole business, right? Because who wants to have a business coach who reads tarot cards? That was my mindset, right? Who wants to have a business coach who says to you, now we're going to go talk with your inner child? Now, I did those things with my clients, but I never advertised it, and it was very hush-hush. And in this um, group of, of leaders, uh, they kept saying to me, you've got to come out of the closet here. You've got to like, tell people what you really do if you're going to be successful. And it was really hard to do. Um, I, I can't tell you how much I resisted it. Because I thought it would crash my business and I actually sat there and when I sent the first email that said, hey, sometimes I even pull a tarot card during during a client call, I was sure I was done. Nobody would ever hire me again. But I think it's that kind of place where you're like, I know this is what I need to do. I know this is my next evolution and I'm really afraid of that next evolution Those are the places where the greatest growth can happen. And what happened to me as a result of that was um, I got tons of love. Lots of people sending me messages, how much they appreciated hearing that, how much it gave them permission to bring more of who they are into their businesses. And I got new clients. And I made more money as a result of doing that. And it really gave me permission. So, you know, I on my website, I talk about the fact that I'm a witch, like that there is in my bones, there's this ability to take words and turn them into magic and to create from that space. And that's a little out there for some people,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, But the more I do that and the more I talk about it, the more I'm able to make my vision for my life and my business come true, the more easy it is for me to do that. And so whatever it is that your business is, whatever it is that your special magic is, whatever it is that that secret little thing that you're holding and not sharing with people, that might be the very thing that actually turns on the flow of money and creativity and respect and acknowledgement that you're craving. And so for me, that was, that was one of those moments when I sent that email and I literally sat at my desk, and cried when I sent it because Mm -hmm. it felt like I have to do this. And man, I just blew everything up by doing it.
0: Wow. That is so, So interesting because, you know, in in the short, you're just telling people to be true to themselves.
1: And that's not what we're taught in, in, you know, any of the marketing. Mm -hmm. And if you look like how many people on Instagram are in their shiny filtered, (laughs) you know, with their Rodeo drive bags Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. you and I were talking before you started before, you know, that we're glad we're doing this on audio because we can sit here in our sweatpants with no makeup on. (laughs) Like that's the reality of being a business owner. There are times when you're shiny and dressed up, but most of the time sitting at home, like, yeah, I've got cat fur all over my black sweatpants. That's what I look like today.
0: (laughs) Oh yes. I love it. So how how do your clients, or who are your clients, so are they women who are actually in the marketing industry and they want to change, change how they're doing things? Who exactly are your clients?
1: So I work with a lot of coaches, a lot of mystics, what I call the witches, so the women who know that they have some kind of magic to give out in the world. Um, but They're not sure how, they're not sure how to charge money for it. They don't know how to put their message out in a way that it can be heard by the right people, the people they're meant to serve. Um, I also work with um, creatives. Like for some reason I've worked with a couple of videographers um, because, and and I think a photographer too, um, because again, those, those are the women who have, some kind of magic that they put out in the world, and really, right now, I'm super focused on helping um, coaches and um, and witches um, because I think that at they have not been more needed in the world than where we are today as, as we've all throughout the world had a chance to look at our lives and say, how do we want to recreate it? And so, um, I, I have not worked with a man, although what I'm talking about, men have feminine energy too. They can also build their business from, from starting from their divine feminine. I, I work with women exclusively at this point.
0: hmm Wow. So I'm looking at your website and you were what, the girl out of three children?
1: Actually, it's five. I'm the oldest. And then I had two brothers, um, my brother who is the reliable one and my brother who's the golden child. Mm. And we all call him that to this day. <laughs> but I see on your
0: say you were saying, you know, talk about the comment you said your dad made about you and
1: yeah. your this was so interesting. We're sitting as adults and my dad looked at us, my two sisters and I, and he said, you know, I raise my boys to get along in the world and I raise my girls to be taken care of. And he said, I'm not so sure that was a good thing. And mm. um You know, my sisters and I were like, yeah, thanks. Because what happened was I grew up with this belief that as a girl, I wasn't good enough. Like I was defective. There was something wrong with me. Now, the beautiful thing about knowing that that's my core wound is there's all kinds of marketing I can take out of that, right? Um, And that's a pretty complicated process. But I really work with women who have similar wounds. And when we have that wound, what we do is we overcompensate. So, you know, of course I had to go out in the world and create my own business and make a six-figure business because I was trying to disprove this wounded belief I had that I wasn't as good as my brother's, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a really important piece to understand what the wound is. And my, that's why my mission is all about women. I am so adamant that women make a lot of money doing their soul's work, not doing something that somebody else has told them they do, but doing what their soul is here to do. Because when women have money doing their soul's work, we get a seat at the table of decision makers. We give to causes we believe in. And when we are doing our soul's work and able to support ourselves abundantly doing that and support our families, we can actually change the world.
0: Mm. I believe that that is so so true. And it's it's funny. It was like I saw that comment that your father made, and I was going, wow, that's that's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting.
1: And I think a lot of women, especially women my age, um, we were raised that way. You know, um, I I was born in the 60s and Um, you know, even though the women's revolution was starting to happen, um, we still, we had parents who raised us in the old model. And Mm -hmm. so we got to be like, but I want to be out there doing everything. And parents raising us still with that old model, because for hundreds of years, the model was that as women, in order to survive, we had to be marriageable. We had to be nice. We had to have the skills to make a husband happy. And while that isn't what's happening in the world today, there's still a, um, you know, that's in our DNA. And I think from, you know, our parents who were born in the 40s um, or earlier to figure out how old my dad is, um, you know, that's what they... um, that's what they passed on to us. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And even for the next generation, you know, I look at my, my daughters and my daughters-in-laws and they don't have as much of that, but it's still in our DNA. I work with Mm -hmm. women in that age group and it's still them there for them. And we have to release that so that we can step into our full power. And I think part of that is learning to do things in rhythm with our feminine soul versus doing things that a guru has designated must be done for our success.
0: Mm. Yes. So how, how do you see that women do that? Because, you know, like the saying, oh, it's a man's world. And like you said, you got into marketing and you were hitting it hard and you were excelling, you were succeeding. Then you realize, you know, you're, You're doing everything that a man would do, working 60-hour weeks and things like that.
1: Well, that's a really great question. And um, let's take it to the simplest answer. There's no crying in the boardroom, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We are taught that emotions have no place in business. And I would challenge that and say, Your emotions are one of your most important tools in your business because, first of all, you're going to have emotions. Whether you want to or not, they're going to be there, right? But Mm -hmm. the emotion is really a compass. It really points us to something that's going on. So it points us to a place where maybe our values are being stepped on or maybe we're getting off track with the direction we're going. Mm -hmm or maybe the person we're talking to is not somebody that's meant to be a client of ours. And Mm. so when we begin to learn to listen to our body and to our emotions, um, our decision-making becomes much clearer. It becomes much um, more fine-tuned and um, we we begin to uh, operate in a way that is more aligned to us, which makes uh, our body relax, which makes things happen easier and faster. So it's all Hmm. this little, this pattern of how do we tap in to our natural wisdom? And one of them is to use our emotions. Hmm. Now here's the other thing. Emotions are super important in marketing. Because people buy with their emotions about everything. <laughs> this is why you know beer commercials have sexy young women in them, right because mm-hmm. we're they're appealing to a certain man certain emotions um, and then people justify with their heads so. You've got to understand how emotions work so that you can use the emotions to attract. And this is not manipulation. This is about using emotion to attract the right people to you, the people you're truly meant to serve. And if you're not attracting them, they stay in pain. They don't get their needs met because you're meant to serve them.
0: Wow. Wow. So how do you... How do you tap into those emotions to get that client that you're looking for?
1: So there's a couple of things. Um, I teach my clients um, some guided meditation. So the first thing is when you are looking for a client, what I will do is go into a guided meditation and actually send an invitation on the energetic level next thing, if I'm talking to somebody, you know, somebody then says me, raises their hand and says, um, maybe I want to be a client of yours. Um, so I then take them into a conversation and in that conversation, I'm looking for, um, an alignment with whether, um, what they're expressing. I truly believe I can solve for them. And that is, I'll feel that, um, for me, I feel it in my heart, what they call the heart chakra, but I feel in my heart, yes, this is the person for me or not. And my body will actually move forwards or backwards. Hmm. Um, And then I also am tapped into source energy, um, source, universe, God, whatever language you want to use, I tap into that and I'm listening for the yes or the no. Before I make an offer for somebody to work with me, and I was actually I do sometimes not make an offer. I was on um, a call yesterday with somebody, and lovely woman, and I really enjoyed our conversation. And at the end of it, I said, "Um, "You're not ready to work with me, you know. It's not. It's not our time yet." And I knew that, and my whole body was like, "Yes," you know. I felt my body relax, and in the past. I've made offers where I knew it wasn't right and my body would tense up and I'd be like, Oh, oops, no. Say no to me. Please say no. Cause my body just said <laughs> no. Right. This woman without resources, I said, here's a place you can go. I think that this is what you need before you and I talk about working together and we'll see what she does with that. It's, you know, hundred mm-hmm. percent up to her. Um, but that's one of the ways that, that you can use that emotion and your body um, to know, does this feel good or does it not? Now, that's not excuse, an excuse for not doing hard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the difference is, does it feel like you're paddling downstream through rapids and it's fun and exciting, like if you're on a raft trip? Or does it feel like you're paddling upstream and your body's just tense and it's not getting where? And when you're in that place where your body and your emotions are all tied up and twisted, that's a sign that you need to stop and assess, you know, am I twisted because I'm going down the wrong path? Am I twisted because this is really hard and I'm learning something new and I, I need to give myself patience with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Am I, am I twisted because man, I'm just putting in too many hours and this is too hard and I need to sit down and schedule out some time to go stand on mama earth and take a walk, right? So it can be many messages. It's not just a stop, but it's like when when your body and when your emotions get in that space, it's a it's a message to stop and to look and to to drill down a little bit and see what the message is.
0: Wow. Wow. That's really interesting it's, it sounds like you're really getting deep into the person and you're having them to really learn themselves because it takes it takes something to be able to tap in and, and listen and hear and go off of your your intuition and what you instead like you said instead of just doing something and then you're going ooh
1: yeah man, that
0: wasn't the right decision
1: yeah it it really Takes, I love what you said. It takes knowing yourself and mm-hmm. um, that ability to know yourself is really, that's the biggest gift you can give your business is mm-hmm. knowing yourself and who you are and being willing to share that with the world, which is also the scariest thing to do. It's yeah. a lot easier to hide behind a logo and a persona than it is to share yourself. But the most successful people do it from sharing who they are and they share themselves with the world. Wow.
0: Wow. You know, I think that is something of late that people are talking about about tell your story, be vulnerable. Because I don't recall, you know, years before that even being the case, it, you know, nobody it was like, oh, nobody wants to hear your story. But like you said, the emotions people do. People want to connect with real people and <laughs> hit those pain points. You know, if you say, yeah, you know, like me, I can relate with you with the uh, abusive relationship. Um, so, yeah. So you can say, oh, wow, well, she went through something similar, you know, that I went through. So there's that connection. And it's just by being vulnerable, sharing your story, because if you had not shared that part of your story, I wouldn't have known that. And, you know, whatever, um, you could have just been any average business person.
1: Right. Right. And that's why it's so important to share your story. I will say you have to share it. Like there are certain details that you don't Mm -hmm. want to get into. You don't want to share your bathroom habits with people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is just one big one. Um, but you know, there's there's a way of sharing. Um, are you familiar with Joseph Campbell's work and the hero's journey? Um,
0: I'm I'm not. I think I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar <gasps> myself.
1: So if you're telling your story, I didn't know we were going here, but this is super fun. <laughs> um, if you're telling your story, um Joseph Campbell as this um, pathway that really connects with people on an unconscious level. And um, the first Star Wars movie is like exactly follows the hero's journey. It was written looking at the hero's journey. Um, I can't remember who wrote that. That's a George Lucas, right? Yeah, George mm-hmm. Lucas said, oh, no, this, this story is um, hero's journey. And that's why it was so successful. So it's really, um, when you tell your story, it's about, um, you know, I was the naive, you know, didn't know anything. I got this call. I didn't want to take it. It was really hard. I went through a number of quests. You might add in your your companions on the journey, or you might just, you know, go over the hardships, which is what your podcast does mm-hmm. to the place of the getting the Holy Grail and returning um to the Queen and getting the reward. And that's how you tell a story. So if you tell a story like, "Oh my God, I was an abused woman, and it was so horrible, versus, "I went through this 20- year marriage, and this is what I learned out of it. And this is why I can help you, because I've been there, I've been that place of being small and powerless and helpless. And I learned how to get out of that space, and have a super successful business where I'm acknowledged, where I'm connected, where I'm respected, and where I don't have to hide those parts of me I had to hide in that marriage. Where I get to say, yeah, I'm a witch. I connect with source regularly. I, um, you know, I'm in there creating in the spirit world. And I know how to take that and manifest in the physical. Like that, Do you hear that, how that story is very different from mm-hmm. I'm really broken and you need to you need to buy from me because you know I was an abused woman which by the way I tried and didn't work <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago that doesn't work um, no <laughs> the story of I've been through my own hero's journey and I can lead you through your hero's journey that's how you use that authentic story and even I'll do it even. Um, you know, because I'm human. So even though I'm where I am, I still have all this stuff come up all the time. So, you know, I'll do that. Like, oh, I had a really bad week. Let me tell you guys about it. And mm-hmm. I do that in my newsletter all the time. Here's what happened. Here's how I got through it. Here's where I am now.
0: Nice. Nice. Very, very good. Wow. I can't, Just talk to you forever about this. Time is getting away. So I'm going to go ahead and get into our questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question one Who or what motivates you?
1: My grandchildren motivate me. I want them to grow up in a world where they have a juicy, vibrant, um, wild, happy life. And I do this work so that the world can be. A good place for them.
0: What demotivates you?
1: Oh, I've never been asked that question. Um, People who don't take responsibility for themselves in their lives, who are victims and whiners.
0: Mm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good?
1: That's a deep one. Um, So my um, ex-husband, I truly believe that he came here to be my abuser so that I would learn to be strong. And I think that was a deal we made before we were born. Mm
0: -hmm. What is your fear?
1: Um, (laughs) Susie Orman said most women's deepest fear is being broken, homeless, and living under a bridge, I can buy into that.
0: Mm-hmm. I can too. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't?
1: Oh, you know, there's all kinds of times, but I really don't believe that, I really don't believe that, um, I really don't believe that I would go back and change it because I like where I am now. You know, I think about there were moments when I should have loved my first husband, but then I wouldn't have had my kids, right? And maybe um if I had left him earlier, I wouldn't have I wouldn't be in the relationship I am now, which is the relationship I'm meant to be in. So I don't really I, I don't believe in going back and redoing.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, you may have the same answer for this question. (laughs) Is there a time that you wish you had not done something?
1: So I don't believe in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So we're going to get real here. Between my divorce and meeting my new husband, there were some sexual exploits that I really didn't need to have. (laughs) and And we'll just hope that none of my children ever hear this podcast
0: <laughs> okay we we won't let them listen to this. No. <laughs> what is your definition of success?
1: Mm. My definition of success is um, it's really a feeling that I have allowed source to work through me and really when I'm able to, to let my ego go and allow source to work through me, to move through me, to speak through me, ugh, that's the best feeling in the world. Mm.
0: How do you recharge?
1: Um, I, oh, that's a really good question. I actually take a lot of time. I, I walk Um, I do a lot of crafts. I, um, I listen to my body. Um, you know, the, those 10 hour days I told you about, I, I usually don't work more than five hour days now. Um, Mm -hmm. and since school's out, I used to only work four days a week. I'm back up to five just because my grandkids aren't here anymore because they're on lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, but really I, I take a lot of time. I also, if I do a retreat, I take a week off in vacation in the place I do a retreat. Um, So I do a lot of that downtime.
0: Okay. What are you awesome at?
1: Uh, I'm awesome at telling stories. I am awesome at uh, helping my women really hone in on what their message is and um, create a business that honors them
0: what legacy do you want to leave? Uh,
1: I want to somehow, through my work, touching other people's work, touching other people's work, I want one million women to create businesses that provide for them substantial income and allow them to do their soul's work.
0: Hmm. Okay, Julie, give the listeners one motivational takeaway.
1: Just one, okay. This is a tough question. Um, you, uh, you were born to have your dreams; otherwise, they wouldn't be your dreams. So go for it.
0: Wow, wow! I've never heard that like that. Um, where can the listeners um, connect with you? What are you know? How can they become clients of yours? What are your products and services? Um, let us know what you got going on.
1: Well, first of all, we have a free Facebook group that is fabulous. It's called feminine marketing magic. We do a lot of free stuff in there, a lot of education, a lot of, um, challenges, and we really have a lot of fun supporting each other there. It's a, a place where we break and we celebrate and we help each other. Um, they can also download my, um, guidebook, the art of feminine marketing guidebook, and we'll make sure you get the link to that. So you can put that in the show notes. It's on my website at juliefouch.com. And next month in July, um, we are, um, my book will be published. So you can uh, get a copy of the book, Love-Based Feminine Marketing, and get into detail on all of the things that we talked about today.
0: Wow. Julie, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be on Trina Talk. I really enjoyed speaking with you.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been delightful.
0: If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share.